48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government imposes a five-day lockdown on a building in Kwai Chung that's the centre of a COVID super-spreading event. Authorities are also investigating a number of COVID infections linked to a restaurant in Aberdeen and a housing block in Shamshuri Po is locked down over a preliminary positive case there. The government has announced a five-day lockdown of Yat Kwai House at Kwai Chung Estate. As Damon Pang reports, around 2,700 residents will be banned from leaving their homes amid a major COVID-19 outbreak there. Health Secretary Sophia Chan has described the infections at Yat Kwai House as a super-spreading event, after more than 20 infections have been linked to the public housing block so far. Residents will have to undergo daily testing and stay at home until Wednesday morning. The government said it will provide food and daily necessities to residents. Temporary testing centres will be set up at the block and staff will conduct tests at the homes of elderly residents or the disabled. The health minister called on employers not to dock their workers' pay if they are caught in a lockdown. I hope you know they would actually treat this uh, situation in a more open and understanding manner so that they won't deduct people's salary and things like that. Professor Chan added that officials will monitor the situation and see if there's a need to take action with other buildings at Kwai Chung Estate. She said it's a suitable arrangement to order a lockdown on-site rather than send residents into quarantine. The controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Edwin Choi, also said there's no need to evacuate residents because there are no structural problems with the housing block that could cause vertical or horizontal transmissions. He added that officials believe it's most probable that the super-spreader involves a refuse collector who is part of the Silka Hotel cluster. The man is believed to have been in contact with a cleaner at Yat Kwai House who has since tested preliminary positive, who subsequently spread the virus to other residents in the block. Meanwhile, the outbreak at Kwai Chung Estate is worsening. While Yat Kwai House remains the epicentre of the latest outbreak, infections have also been reported at a second building at the public housing estate. Here's Damon Pang again. More than 20 cases are now linked to Yat Kwai House, involving residents, visitors and people who work in the building, where the virus had spread after a man who is part of the Silka Hotel cluster visited its refuse collection rooms and preliminary positive cases were reported at nearby Ying Kwai House involving a cleaner who works in Yat Kwai House and a two-year-old toddler. They live in flats on the same floor. Residents of Ying Kwai House will have to be tested for COVID-19. Health authorities also reported an unlinked preliminary case involving a construction worker who lives on Nam Chang Street in Shamshui Po. He recently worked in sites in Kwai Chong and Tin Choi Wai. Authorities are also investigating infections linked to a restaurant in Aberdeen. They said a man who's come down with COVID was at a Dragon Place restaurant earlier this month around the same time as another patient who is linked to the pet shop cluster. Here's Dr. Chong Shokwan of the Centre for Health Protection. We've seen the floor plan of the restaurant and know that the two tables where the two cases seated, they are quite far apart. So we need to go to the site to have a real investigation to see, site visit to see the ventilation and whether there, are, there may be other routes of transmission in the restaurant. From what we understand from the two cases, they both went to the toilet. I mean, they, they leave the table and went to the toilet. Other than that, they may not have face-to-face contact during that period. Authorities ordered the closure of Dragon Place for two weeks and sent its staff into quarantine. In all, there were 24 confirmed COVID cases, 
18 of which were locally transmitted. Authorities have locked down a building in Shamshiri Po for residents there to get tested. That's after a construction worker who lives there tested preliminary positive for COVID. Residents of number 35 to 37 Nam Chong Street need to get tested and wait in their flats until all the results are out. The government says it aims to complete the operation at about 7 o'clock in the morning. To the weather forecast, it'll be cloudy with a few rain patches and temperatures in the region of 17 to 20 degrees. Winds will be moderate to fresh easterlies, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook humid with rather low visibility and a few rain patches on Sunday and Monday. It'll be mainly cloudy midweek this week. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 18 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity now at 86%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Earlier, the Federation of Trade Unions urged the authorities to provide subsidies for those who can't work because of compulsory testing. DAB lawmakers, meanwhile, said the government isn't doing enough district-wide compulsory testing to combat the latest outbreak. Vincent Cheng, who represents Shamshui Po District, told RTHK not enough people have been heeding the government's appeal for voluntary testing in his area. They may have a few reasons. Some of them said they, they already do the injections if they do think they are very safe. And the other reason that they do worry is the, you know, the Lunar New Year is coming very soon. If they have any problem coming out, so they may need to quarantine or they have some problems, so they don't want you to do the test. So it's not very good for them, actually, because if nobody's willing to do the test, and if the transmission chain spreading out the whole area. So there's a big problem. As we see the Omicron in, in the whole world having a big issue right now, it's uh, very easy to get infected. So I do think that the government should have like a faster and more compulsory solutions to tackle this issue. The National Health Commission has reported the lowest daily tally of co- local confirmed cases on the mainland in nearly two months, although infections in Beijing continue to tick up, as Mike Weeks reports. The Health Commission said 23 domestically transmitted infections were confirmed on Thursday, down from 43 the day before. It was the fourth consecutive day of decline in local cases, with the lowest daily caseload since November the 29th. Tough anti-pandemic measures saw areas where COVID broke out across the country, forced to lock down, strict testing of residents, the suspension of travel and the disruption of business activity. Hernan and the northern city of Tianjin, two areas that have detected most of the mainland's Omicron cases in the past 10 days, each reported fewer than 10 local infections. But Beijing reported five infections, up from three a day earlier. There were also four cases in Zhuhai and elsewhere in Guangdong, northwestern Shanxi province, which reported no new infections on Tuesday. On Thursday, confirmed another three. The Foreign Ministry's office in Hong Kong has expressed strong disapproval of the European Parliament passing a resolution over the human rights situation here. It says the EU legislature is smearing the SAR and attacking China just for a publicity stunt. Jimmy Choi reports. The resolutions calls for EU sanctions against Hong Kong and mainland officials and a boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics over what it calls an ongoing human rights crackdown in the SAR. But the Foreign Ministry's office says the European Parliament has disregarded history and reality, and that its repeated smearing of China under the pretext of democracy and freedom shows how unreasonable, ignorant and shameless it is. They claim to stand with Hong Kong, but in fact harbour no good intentions, the statement says. 
It accuses the EU of still daydreaming of using Hong Kong as a bridgehead against China, saying that what it calls its self-deceiving political farce and ill intentions are doomed to fail. On the call for a boycott of the Beijing Games, the foreign ministry says this is political bullying, which exposes the EU's parliament's arrogance and hysteria, something that puts it on a collision course with 1.4 billion Chinese people. The resolution severely condemns what the European Parliament says are severe restrictions on basic freedoms in Hong Kong. It cites the recent closure of Stan News and Citizen News, saying this will lead to increased pressure from the authorities on remaining local news publications. The MEPs also points to the disbandment of civil groups and the arrest and jailing of activists and protesters, and they urge Beijing to repeal Hong Kong's national security law. In a statement, the SAR government also said it deplores the so-called resolutions adopted by the European Parliament, accusing it of making baseless allegations and smearing the rule of law, freedom and democratic development in Hong Kong. The police have arrested three workers at an elderly care home in Guntong after a resident there died in hospital. The three are a man and two women aged between 55 and 66. They've been arrested on suspicion of wounding with intent. Officers say the elderly resident had breathing problems on Monday last week and was taken to the United Christian Hospital for treatment. His condition deteriorated and he died this morning. His wife called the police, saying she suspects her husband was improperly fed. Two more people have been arrested over the child abuse case at a children's home in Prince Edward. Police say the women aged 56 and 46 are being held on suspicion of ill treatment or neglect of children. They bring to 18 the number of people arrested so far over the case. 16 of them have been charged. Investigators allege that 33 children were physically abused at the children's residential home operated by the Society for the Protection of Children. The Concerning Grassroots Housing Rights Alliance has warned that a new law capping rent hikes at 10% at the end of a two-year contract could be a toothless tiger, just a day before it comes into effect. The activists handed in a letter to the Rating and Valuation Department calling on it to set up a direct reporting hotline for tenants. The Alliance's Jenny Lee explained why. Because at this moment, the Rating and Valuation Department only provides a consultation hotline for the tenants to call and so they can consult some issues about the rental stuff. But there is not the reporting hotline, which is different from the consultation hotline. If there is a reporting hotline, it also protects the right of the tenants which is more convenient for the tenant because they know that they do not need to go through so many processes because in the past, uh, some tenants go through a lot of process, a lot of departments, and finally they still can solve the issues of the rental stuff. The top two diplomats from the US and Russia have concluded brief negotiations in Geneva designed to defuse the threat of war in Ukraine. At a news conference, Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said the talks had been constructive and more dialogue would follow. The US Secretary of State Antony Blinken said America remained committed to diplomacy but would respond swiftly and severely if Moscow resorted to what he called its extensive playbook of aggression. The discussion today with Minister Lavrov was frank and substantive. I conveyed the position of the United States and our European allies and partners that we stand firmly uh, with Ukraine in support of its sovereignty and territorial integrity. We've been clear. If any Russian military forces move across Ukraine's border, 
that's a renewed invasion, it will be met with swift, severe, and a united response from the United States and our partners and allies. The US rock and roll singer Meatloaf, whose album Bat Out of Hell is one of the best-selling of all time, has died at the age of 74. The BBC's David Silito looks back at his life. Bat Out of Hell. Meatloaf took rock and roll and supercharged it with a passionate theatrical camp grandeur. Marvin Lee Day had had a troubled childhood in Texas. He escaped his violent father and moved to California. He and writer Jim Steinman were turned down repeatedly before their landmark album was taken on. But after the success came arguments, a nervous breakdown, bankruptcy. There were more hits and a number of film roles, but his place in rock history was assured with that one song. 1977, the sweat-drenched big man in the tuxedo and... A rock and roll epic. To sports and football, here's a look ahead to this week's English Premier League action from the BBC's Shurjo Saka. The early kickoff on Saturday in the English Premier League sees Everton host Aston Villa. Everton sacked manager Rafa Benitez this week, so Duncan Ferguson is in caretaker charge of the team that's only two places above the relegation zone. The leaders Manchester City are 11 points clear. They go to Southampton. City are on a 12-game winning streak. Second place Liverpool play Crystal Palace away on Sunday. The battle to get into the top four is getting very interesting. West Ham, who are currently fourth play Manchester United away. Manchester United in seventh are only two points behind them. Between those two sides uh, wedged in are Arsenal and Tottenham. Everyone's played a different number of games because of the Covid-related postponements over the past month. Tottenham go to third-placed Chelsea. Tottenham are yet to lose in the league since uh, Antonio Conte took over as manager and Chelsea have not won in four, so expect a really tight game there. Arsenal, meanwhile, in sixth, play bottom side Burnley. Burnley have played several fewer games than their relegation rivals due to Covid-related postponements, so everyone will hope that that game doesn't get called off. To tennis and the Australian Open, where defending women's champion Naomi Osaka has been stunned by unseeded American Amanda Anisimova in the third round. The Japanese superstar won the first set on Margaret Court Arena, but failed to close out the match with Anisimova winning 4-6, 6-3, 7-6. A reminder of our top stories tonight, the government imposes a five-day lockdown on a building in Kwaichung. That's the centre of a Covid super-spreading event. And authorities are also investigating a number of Covid infections linked to a restaurant in Aberdeen. The news from RTHK.
To our second hour this Friday night, Shelley Fabares and uh, Johnny Angel. That song was uh, very well covered by the Carpenters on their Now and Then album. Like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Had somebody rummaging in the dungeons, by the way, for that Pavarotti uh, meatloaf song. Good news is, we found it. I like the way sparkling Against your skin so brown And I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight With a billion stars all around Cause I got a peaceful, easy feeling And I know 